The first mission of the Masechta listed 15 different arayas, 15 different relatives whom it is forbidden to marry, such that if the person who died, Shimon, was married to one of Ruven's arayas, that woman and all of her tsorais, all of her co-wives, would be exempt from the mitzvah of Yibam Mochalitza. Now the second last erva on the list was Eishis Ochu Shlohoa that refers to a case where one of the brothers die, and his wives fall for Yibum, and then another brother is born. So we learnt that since at the time of the death of Shimon, of the brother, this brother was not alive, he is not able to perform Yibum on the dead brother's wife. And the next couple of Mishnahis are going to go into the details of this case. And the reason why the Yovom needs to be alive at the time of the brother's death is because the Torah, when talking about the mitzvah of Yibum, says that it applies when brothers will sit and live together. And then if one of them dies, there's a mitzvah of Yibum. But it implies that it has to be that the brothers were alive at the same time, and then one of them died. And we learn from there that if the Yavim is born afterwards, then he is exempt. He cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum with her. And it follows, therefore, that since he's not, he's not obligated to fulfill the mitzvah, the regular erva of one's brother's wife returns, and it indeed would be forbidden for him to marry her, to do yibum with her. Now, since she becomes an erva, she also exempts her tsara, so she also would not require yibum or chalitza from this brother. Begins the Mishnah, What exactly is the case? What is the scenario of This case is shown on the second last diagram for the first Mishnah of the Masechta. And the mission explains, there are two brothers. In our diagram, it's Shimon and Levi. One of them dies, Shimon dies. And another brother, Reuven, is now born. So Reuven is not able to perform Yibum on Shimon's wife, but the other brother, Levi, performed Yibum on Shimon's wife. And Levi also has another wife. He performed Yibum on Dina, and he's got another wife called Chana. And then Levi dies, Horishoina, the first wife, who was originally married to Shimon as well, Dina. She's exempt from Yibam and Chalitza from Ruvain, who is the only surviving brother, because she is the wife of Ruvain's brother, who died before Ruvain was born. Vashnia, and the second, the other wife of Shimon, Chanom Shum she is also exempt because she is the Tsara of an Erva. Dino is considered to be the erva of Aishas Ach, one's brother's wife, since when Shimon died, Reuven was not able to fulfill the mitzvah, so therefore Dino was forbidden to him as the erva of Aishas Ach, one's brother's wife, and because of the rule of Nesra, meaning that she remains forbidden, she remains an erva towards Reuven forever, so even when Levi dies, Reuven is not able to fulfill Yibum with her or her tsara. Now, because Yibum is considered to be a sort of continuation of the dead man's marriage, Midoraisa one does not need to perform a regular kedushin, a regular procedure of acquiring the woman by giving her money or a document. But Midoraisa, the single way how to perform Yibum is by having marital relations with the Yavama, or the Shemeris Yavam. That is the widow, that's the woman who is waiting for either Yibum or Chalitza. And Midoraisa, the only way to form Yibum is by having marital relations. However, Midrabonon, since Yibum is similar to real marriage, Midrabonon, one does need to perform a regular Kedushin, acquire the woman in the regular way that is done for a regular marriage. And this is known as Mamar. Mamar is the Midrabonon requirement for a Yovom to perform Kedushin on the Shemeris Yovom. 
Now, with the Araisa, this means nothing, at least according to most opinions, but with Rabbonon, we view them as being married. Now, what happens if after Shimon died, Osoba Ma'amar, Levi did Ma'amar on Dina, but he didn't yet do Yibum. So with Rabbonon, Levi is considered to be married to her already, but with Araisa, he's not. And before managing to perform Yibum for Mace, Levi died. So on a Midoraisa level, Chana, who is Levi's other wife, is obligated in Yim and Chalitza from Reuven, because she is not the Tzara of an Erva, because Midoraisa, Levi is not yet married to the Erva Dina. However, Midrabbanon, she is considered married. And so just like we saw in the previous perk, when you have a law Midoraisa contradicting something Midrabbanon in terms of Yibum, the simple solution is that Shaniya Choyletzes Velevisabemes the Tzara should do Chalitza. Chana should do Chalitza to fulfill the Mitzvah Midoraisa. The Lomisabemis, but she cannot perform Yibum because on a Midrabbanon level, she is the Tzara of an Erva. Mishnah base. we've now got exactly the same scenario with a small change. Now, according to the Tanakama, this small change does not make a difference. But Rabbi Shimon argues, Shnei Achim, if you have two brothers, Shimon and Levi, and one of them, Shimon, dies, and then Levi did Yibum on Dina, the wife of Shimon, and only then, after Levi performed Yibum, only then was Reuven born. And then, Sh- and then Levi dies. So according to the Tanakam, it makes no difference. At the end of the day, Dina was once married to a different brother. And from that brother, there is no obligation of Yibum, which means that she is an erva. So her Shaina, the first one, Dina, Yitzis, Mishnah, Eishzach, Zerbeilamai. She is exempt from Yibum and Chalitza from Ruvain because of Eishzach, Zerbeilamai. Vashaniya, and the second one, the Tsara, Chano, Mishnah, Tsarasa. She is also exempt by being the Tsara of an erva. Like we said in the previous Mishnah, Osoba Maimar. If Levi only did Maimar on Shimon's wife Dina. So Midrabonon, they're considered married, but Midraisa, they're not. For Mace, and then Levi dies, Hashaniya, Chaletzis, Remsabemes. The Tsara, Chana, only does Chalitza to fulfill the obligation of Midraisa. Because Midraisa, she's not considered the Tsara's erva. Because the erva is not yet married to Levi. But she cannot do Yibum because Midrabonon, she is considered to be married. And therefore, Chana is considered to be a Tsara's erva on a Midrabonon level. Now Rabbi Shimon, Omer Rabbi Shimon says, and he's arguing on the case where Levi did full Yibum, and only then Reuven was born, says Rabbi Shimon, Reuven is able to do Yibum on whichever woman he likes, either Dina or Chana, or he can do Chalitza on one of them. There is no problem of Eishach Shloi in this case. And the reason for Rabbi Shimon is that he learns from Pesukim that once somebody does Yibum, so once Levi did Yibum on Shimon's wife, she then becomes totally Levi's wife. We no longer view her as Shimon's previous wife. That's why, for example, after one has fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibum by marrying her, he is allowed to continue living with her as a regular husband and wife. Even though now, when he is having marital relations with her, he's not fulfilling the mitzvah of Yibum, so I would have thought that it should be forbidden for him to have more marital relations with her, because the prohibition of the Erva should return. She was previously married to his brother. But we see that that is not the case. They are con- allowed to continue living as husband and wife. And so, contrary Shimon, the first brother is out of the picture now. So it follows that when Levi dies, Reuven can do Yibum or Chalitza on Dina and Chana, since she is no longer considered to be the wife of Shimon. Mishnah Gimel, Klal Om Bayevama, 
The Chachom said a rule regarding Yavama, regarding when Chalitza applies, when Yibam applies, and there are three different levels. Firstly, as we have seen, Kolshi is her erva. Any woman who is forbidden to Ruvain as a erva, for example, if Shimon's wife is Ruvain's daughter, she does not do Chalitza or Yibam with Ruvain, and if Ruvain is the only brother who is surviving, then she can marry somebody else without receiving neither Chalitza nor Yibam. Isura Isur Mitzvah, what happens if Ruvain is forbidden to marry her Midrabonon? So as we have seen twice already, that would mean that Midraisa, there would be a full obligation of Yibum or Chalitza. Midrabonon it's forbidden to do Yibum, and so to solve the problem, one would do Chalitza. So she would require Chalitza, and then she'd be able to marry somebody else. And adds the mission of the Isra Kedusha. If Reuven is forbidden to marry her, and that prohibition comes under the category of an Isra Kedusha. This refers to a prohibition mid Arisa. However, she is not a relative of Reuven. The prohibition is as a result of something else. For example, if she is a divorcee and he's a Koyain. So a Koyain can't marry somebody who has been divorced. That would be an example of an Isra Kedusha. We'll see other examples in the following Mishnah. Be as a male, though this is a prohibition mid Arisa, there is a rule that If there is a positive mitzvah to do something, and at the same time there is a negative mitzvah saying don't do something, there is a rule that the positive one overrides the negative mitzvah, and because of that mid Arisa, the obligation of Yibum would apply even in, the, in these cases. Since a Kohen marrying a divorcee is only a Leisase, so the mitzvah of Yibum would override it. So with a Raisa, you could do Yibim or Chalitza, however with Rabbanon, it is still forbidden to do so. The reason being that as soon as the mitzvah is over, once he's had marital relations for the first time, it would from then onwards be forbidden, because it's no longer a mitzvah to override the prohibition of having relations with a divorcee. And the Chachom were concerned that if somebody would do Yibum, then they wouldn't just divorce that woman straight away, and they would end up having marital relations with her after that as well. And therefore, Midrash Bonon, it is forbidden to perform Yibum in such a case. So in these two cases, Chalitza's she would require Chalitza and she may not do Yibum. Now we mentioned in the introduction to the Masechta that even before performing Yibum or Chalitza, the Shemeris Yavam, the widow of the dead man, she is forbidden to marry anybody else until she receives Yibum or Chalitza. If she receives Yibum, then of course she's already married to somebody. And if she performs Chalitza, then she can go and marry somebody else. But before then it is forbidden, and the reason for this is because there is a zika, a weak bond and connection between the Yovam and the Shemeris Yovam. A kind of like a weak marriage. Now this connection between them is, on a mid level, not considered like marriage. So for example, although it's forbidden to marry the sister of one's wife, it will be permitted mid to marry the sister of the Shemeris Yovam. However, mid it is forbidden. Now, when talking about the halachas of Zika, we give the Shemeris Yovam another name. So far, we've seen that she's called a Shemeris Yovam or a Yavama. She can also be called a Zakuka, a woman who is who has a Zika connection to a Yovam. Be as it may, the first Mishnah of the next Perek will describe a case of Achis Zakukosai. What is Achis Zakukosai? So, if you imagine you have three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, and Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Reuben is married to Rachel, Shimon is married to Leah. You can see this on the diagram for the first Mishnah of the next Perek. If Reuben and Shimon both die, together or one after the other, what happens is Rochel and Leah both fall to Levi for Yibim Chalitza. So Rochel is a Zakuka to Levi, and Leah is a Zakuka to Levi. 
Now, since Midrabbonon, it's forbidden to marry the relatives of one's zakuka, just like it's forbidden to marry the relatives of one's wife, if you think about it, both Roch and Leah are the relative of Leah's zakuka, of Levi's zakuka. They are both Achoy's zakukosoi, the sister of his zakuka. And because of that, Midrabbonon is forbidden for Levi to do yibum on any of them, and he would have to perform chalitza to both of them. Although in general, one only performs chalitza on one of the wives, and that exempts all of the wives. That's only when they come from one husband. But here, both Rocha and Leah come from two different husbands, so the chalitza on one of them cannot exempt the other woman. So that is the regular case of Achis Kukosa, which we'll learn about in the next Perek. But now, if you look at the diagram for our Mishnah, Perek based Mishnah Gimel, this is an exception to the law of Achis Kukosa. Because in our case, one of the sisters is an Erva Talevi. As shown on the diagram, before Rocha was married to Ruvain, Rocha was married to Levi's son Aaron. So Rocha is forbidden to Levi as the erva of his daughter-in-law. She is Levi's daughter-in-law. And because of that, Rocha does not fall to Levi at all. She's one of the 15 Arias, and therefore there is no Zika at all between Le- Levi and Rachel. So only one sister, only Leah, falls to Levi, which means that Leah is not Achisukukosai, and says the Mishnah Achisa, the sister of the Erva, Shehiya Vimta, who is his Yavama, referring to Leah over here, she can do either Chalitza or Yibum with Levi. Mishnah Dalad, Isra Mitzvah, what exactly is this category of Isra Mitzvah, which the previous Mishnah said that she requires Chalitza and she cannot do Yibum, that refers to Shniyah Yismin Divrei Sofrim, secondary Arayas which are Midrabonon forbidden. For example, Midraisa it's forbidden to marry one's mother, but it is permitted to marry one's mother's mother, one's grandmother. But Midrabonon, they added lots of other relatives to the list, and Midrabonon it's forbidden to marry one's grandmother. So if Shimon married Ruvain's grandmother, and then Shimon died, Ruvain would need to do chalitza on Shimon's wife. Alright, and the second category there in the previous Mishnah is her Kedusha, that refers to prohibitions mid Oraisa, but less severe prohibitions, not prohibited because they are related to Ruvain, but for other reasons, for example, Amon al-Khoyen Godol, a widow for a Kohen Godol, that's really going to be every case of Yibum, because every Shemeris Yavam is a widow. So Kohen Godel would always do Chalitza. Gerushava Chalutza L'Chayin Hediyat. A divorcee or a woman who had previously received Chalitza. So if one of them fall to the Kohen Hediyat, a regular Kohen. Mamzeres, who is a woman who was born as a result of illegal relations. And so it's forbidden for her to marry a regular Jewish person. Unasina, a woman who is part of the Nasinim, who are descendants of the Giv'onim who tricked Yeshua into allowing them to convert to become Jewish, and they ended up living among the Jewish people and being water carriers and wood choppers, but they are forbidden to marry regular Jews. So if they fool the Israel to a Jew, or Ubas Israel, a regular Jewish girl, the Nosson and the Mamzer, if she falls to a Nosson or a Mamzer, if Ruvain is a Nosson or a Mamzer, so again, that's also a forbidden marriage, so in all of these cases, these prohibitions are known as Isra Kedusha to guard and maintain the holiness of the Jewish families. And again, Midi Oraisa one can even do Yibum, because Asei Dechalosa said the positive mitzvah of Yibum overrides the negative prohibition of this marriage. However, Midi Abonon, it's forbidden to do Yibum, and one needs to do Chalitza.